Hello and welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a highly sensitive person, someone who I call a sensitive soul, I would love to gift you my sensitive soul empowerment guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. Lots of peas there in that sentence. <laughs> and you can actually go to sensitivesoulguide.com and get that free download and also get a warm welcome to our Light Medicine community on Circle as well. So today on Light Warrior Radio, I have the very, very, very honored feeling of welcoming my soul brother, Terrence Lamont Bellows, to Light Warrior Radio. Um, we are going to be talking about immortality consciousness, and Terrence actually met through, uh, Terrence Lamont actually met through a sacred economy movement, and we have connected on a deeper level um, based on elemental journeys and and really healing uh, blocks within ourselves and our community. And it's been a really beautiful journey. And we were chatting about a lot of different things. And um, Terrence Lamont was saying something about immortality consciousness. And I'm like, oh, I think we need to talk about this on Light Warrior Radio. <laughs> so I invited him on the show today. Uh, and we're going to do some free flow stuff. So we're going to kind of tune in and tap into to what's coming up as we continue here. And let me tell you a little bit about my friend here. So Terrence Lamont uh, goes by both names together as one. Sometimes I forget and just call, call him Terrence. Um, so connected to Christ consciousness and aware of all experiences that come with being in this wonderful physical dimension. He is being one day more and more clearly. I definitely resonate with that one. Um, there's a realm of infiniteness and nothingness that we all emanate from simultaneously and with the aid of Shakyamuni Buddha, I probably butchered that, um, and someone comes into sharing and giving from this holy place as he's able to on a constant basis. Gloria and excelsius Deo. Thank you. And I think uh, Ter Terrence recently um, got some uh, acting gigs here because I, I was telling Terrence Lamont, his voice is so amazing. He definitely had to do something like that because you just like, Boom, it just resonates like this amazing vibration. So welcome, Terrence Lamont, to the show. Yay, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Darren. Yeah, this is Great awesome. to have you here. Yeah, Thank tell you. us tell us more about your journey, maybe a little bit about how you got to be like the director of the School of Metaphysics and all that cool stuff and acting yeah. and, yeah, all the cool spiritual stuff you're into right now. Okay, yeah, awesome. So um, I just, if I... I want to make sure I remember Shakyamuni Buddha is just actually Gautama, the, you know, the, the main Buddha that we all, the guy we all call Buddha. Ah. So, yeah, so he he's not the only one, obviously. So there's a way that they have found to uh, identify them with these different names. I don't know a lot about it, but I just know that I'm connected to him. So mm. I'm not a Buddhist, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we're connected. So, um, yeah, so I have been, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the main answer to your question and what, and when I try to find it, it has to start with, uh, becoming sober. Um, so when I was 16, I started drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana and some other little things, you know, in there as far as substance abuse goes and so from 16 all the way through um until my 
uh, I was about 10, 11 years. I was about 28, I think, actually. It's about 12 years. I was Mr. You know, party animal, whatever. You know, I just did all the crazy things. And, <laughs> and I was doing that stuff before I was 16 because before I was 16, I did have a lot of, I had a couple of near-death experiences. I had some like epiphany type experiences, some light field, like awarenesses, um, connection with uh, disincarnate entities of different kinds mm. um, when I was younger. And I didn't understand it and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to deal with it. I was just like, I'm, and so I got drunk one day and I was like, you know, it was like some kind of ethereal type experience that could replace that, you know, what I could call my real self. So it was kind of like me masking. So I, yeah. I said, oh, I don't have to deal. With, oh, I can, I can do this. And then I only have to deal with that stuff. And so I went through this like 12 year battle of fighting myself and trying to understand who I really was, but it was like, there was not a way that I could stay away from it. And so even all that I, that I was doing to hide, that essence still came through, that light still shone. And as it was shining, there was this experience also of mental awarenesses that I couldn't deny. And I didn't, you know, I had to, I had to respond to them. So there were ways that I was being moved and, you know, directed inwardly and, my friend likes to say your inner self, you know, he just likes to just waddle it down to your inner self, but there's all kinds of things that are happening in there. <laughs> you know, there's lots of different um, opportunities and entities and levels and, and all different kinds of stuff that is happening in there. And so as I began to decide that I would, that I needed to stop drinking and stop, you know, basically killing myself, once I decided I was going to stop doing that, then it was almost immediate that these awarenesses started coming through more clearly. Things mm -hmm. started to happen, physical things would happen, and I'd be I'd be able to see. I'd be like, "Oh, this is a message." You know, I could wow. understand. That people would come into my life, and they would suggest things to me, like, for instance, "Think and Grow Rich." Um, it's a wonderful book by Napoleon Hill, one of the most best-selling books of all time. Uh, was working at a hospital. Um, that my mom uh, helped me get into. Um, thank God for mothers, right? And and so it was like my first real job, right? And so I'm pushing this guy outside. I'm a, I was an orderly or a, a transporter. So I'm taking this guy out. He's just finished his surgery. And he asked me some questions. I gave him like a couple of different answers. And he was somebody who can see. So that's what I want to talk about with immortality consciousness is this way that pe that I can, I know how to, I, I'm attracted to people, first of all, who can see like you. <laughs> and then um, I know how to identify them. So it's not that I would come in contact with these people and not know who they are. I, mm. I know how to understand who they are, mm. you know, and, and sometimes they, you know, they don't know who they are for whatever reason. I didn't know who I was because I was drinking. Right. But right. other people had different experiences. So that was my experience. I didn't know who I really was. But this guy could see me. And so and he and he, he said he, he asked me a couple of questions and I just gave him some really basic answers. And he's and I could, he's probing me. You know, he's listening, <laughs> you know, and he and he said, you need to, you should read a book called Think and Grow Rich. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, you should read. And I was like, OK, he's like Napoleon Hill. You should read this book. 
26 year old kid, 27 year old, you know, kid. And I'm like, whatever. I don't, I didn't, I didn't even really read at that point. Right. I read some books and, you know, for school and college or whatever. Right. But I wasn't like a reader, you know? So I was like, whatever. Okay. And so a couple of weeks later, I go into uh, the dentist and somebody, or I don't know something, I don't know what left think and grow rich on the table. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love those. Like, what is this? I was like, hold on a second. This is what this dude was talking about. <laughs> you know? And I just, so I, I don't know if we want to call it. I stole the book. I don't know where the damn book came from. I don't Permanently know. Permanently bored. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I was like, this is for me, you know? And so sucked the book Indeed. and started reading it. And he started, and he, that's really where I got this idea of how to really communicate with disincarnate entities is from Napoleon. Um, hmm. he, he called it your individual counselors. And so these could be anybody. They could be people who were alive or people who had passed away. It didn't matter. He just right. knew that you can tap in and communicate with that's them. That's right. And, yeah. You can tap, tune into Tesla, right. Or yeah, whoever. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. yeah Washington, yeah. you know, Lincoln, who, you know, Martin Luther King, whoever, you know, and so that's where I started to work this into my life on purpose, mm. okay. you know, and yeah, so I would mm. sit down with them and I would connect with them and like have a council meeting, <laughs> you know, with these, you know, um, intelligent, enlightened spirits. And so that catapulted me into after I stopped drinking and I started doing that a little bit that catapulted me into finding the school of metaphysics hmm. um, because in, at that time in my life, I really needed uh, a teacher. I needed somebody to help me, you know, navigate this experience. And so the school of metaphysics is that kind of an organization. It provides teaching. It provides guidance. It provides uh, a spiritual community. Um, and it just, it helps you to get guides. It guides very, very beautifully. And so now I'm a teacher. I'm a, the director here in the St. Louis area, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And I have that privilege. And you were talking about peace real quickly. I'm also what we call the national peace ambassador. And so um, I work with manifesting, understanding on a deeper level and gathering uh, the energies of peace. You know, for mm. not only myself, but for the greater community as well. Nice. Now, is that uh, through the School of Metaphysics? That's through the, that's through the School of Metaphysics. Okay. But, but I, you know, me being who I am and this light that I have, you know, within me and this, you know, who I am, it, obviously I expand outside of the School of Metaphysics. Right, but at right. the same time, we're all one, right, essentially. So there's that experience that I'm having where I'm connecting with people for the purpose of peace, you know? Mm, yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, that's really cool. Now, how did you either not come up, not necessarily come up with the term, but like, what, what does immortality consciousness, what, like, what is that? What is Such that? A, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, I can tell you, uh, well, maybe we'll start with what it's not. And we'll, and we'll okay. come into what it is. Perfect. So it's, so it's not fear of death. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so there's that. There's a lot of there's that, that going around. There's, there's a lot um. of that going around. <laughs> so, so that's like the basis almost. Uh, one of my, one of the teachers that I love to listen to who's not in the School of Metaphysics, Richard Rudd, uh, Gene Keys, you know, he created the Gene Keys. 
um, he, he, he's somebody who helps me with understanding how to speak about this and getting a better feel for it. But it is, um, in a way, it is what he talked about in, his, in the Gene Keys book. It's the movement out of the fear of death, the realization that we are not uh, single, right? Yes, I'm here right now looking at you on the screen and other people are listening to us and they have their own two ears, right? And their own two eyes watching us and seeing us. Although that's a multifaceted experience. That's a holographic experience, which I'm sure your people, whoever like listens to this, have heard a hundred times and they maybe have experienced it. Um, so that holographic nature is why and where we come from. So that that is why we are immortal. And that is where we have our basis, right? Mm -hmm. That's where we have our, that connecting link, which you could, which you stated that I, you know, what I was talking about it as the realm of infiniteness and nothingness simultaneously all at once. And so in that particular little space, that's not a place, it's not somewhere you can walk up to, right? But, you know, but it, it exists, it is real. And in that place, that's where we all emanate from. And so there is nothing else except that. So then that makes death an illusion. Mm -hmm. And so that makes mm -hmm. the fear of death a gigantic problem for those of us who are all immortal. But so that what is what why the two words? Why immortal consciousness? Because the way that we think is what tells us what we're experiencing. Right. So right. So if we keep thinking that there is death and that there's a reason to be afraid and we watch TV and we listen to these uh, commercials about medicine and all this stuff, which you know all about, right. They, you know, tell us that we're, you know, watch you, the you news. Make, yeah. Watch the news, <laughs> watch any uh, soap opera, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all over the place. You should be afraid. You're going to, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen to your family. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Mm. You know, and so when we keep hearing things over and over again, well, we get indoctrinated and we begin to believe that they are true. And so the consciousness needs to be owned. I have to own my own brand of my what I who I am, this I amness. And I have to recognize and realize what is my truth here? Do I really believe that? Or is this something that has been beaten into my brain over and over again and I can't see now you know so mm -hmm. that's the that's the movement oh yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and do you find personally that uh you uh like stay in immortality consciousness most of the time or is it like a vacillation back and forth like sometimes you're like having a human moment and you're like yeah, wait a second because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i do i, I definitely yeah. have these human moments you know where it's like oh my gosh my my dad's you know blood levels are 50 percent what they're supposed to he could be dying tomorrow right and i go wait, right. wait, wait, wait a second hang on right yeah so it's an experience i mean death is a is a it's a it's a thing it's it, it exists it's thing. yeah yeah you know Although where it where does it exist, mm. you know, so so when the so when my attention goes into fear or worry or doubt, then I know that I'm not living in the truth. I know wow. I'm not experiencing consciously the truth. Mm. So we have the burn, right, that we can do in our sacred economy. Right. So that's always valuable whenever mm -hmm. I notice that. 
I can say, wait a minute, let me use the spirit of fire to release myself from this fear. Because there's also, here's the, here's the wonderful thing, uh, the, yin and, the, the yin and yang symbol, right? You know, that's so important. The Tao, you know, that, un, that understanding that all things are balanced is so important, right? So it's, there's black and there's white, you know, and, or most of the time there's two contrasting colors with that symbol, right? And then there's the empty hole and then there's the, the hole with light in it, basically, right? So there's the darkness and the light in this yes. image. So why? Why has that lasted for centuries? And everybody works with that, accepts it, sees it as a value. Well, the deep reality of it is that there is always light and there is always dark and there is beauty in both. And so when we do experience these things that maybe we don't want, fear, doubt, worry, concern, whatever that is, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, uh, this does this, this, I don't like this. So when you get into that, I don't like nature. Some people don't like light, right? So does that make them wrong or weird or bad? You know, so, so that's where this balance has to come into play. So there's always darkness. There's always light and there's beauty in both. So it's the experience of what do I want? What is my preference? What's going to move me forward? What's going to help me create what I want? Are horror movies evil? Right. You know, it's it's like it's an opportunity for somebody to have fun. Some people want to ride a roller coaster. They want to be scared. Right. They want to experience fear. It's it's exciting to for some people. I don't. I, I despise roller coasters. I would be fine. I love roller coasters. <laughs> Well, see, there you go, right? It's a yeah. different person, you know. Like so I funny. do not like roller coasters, so, I'm just like, <laughs> so, so it's like does that does that mean they're evil? You know, no. It just means that's my preference, you know. Right, and, like that's what you want. You that that's what you desire to experience yeah. in this human form. Right. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, that that comes to another part where you know, um, let's just say you know, there, there's a lot of very you know spiritual some maybe sometimes religious people and uh i didn't tell you i was gonna ask you this question but it just popped up so we're going with it <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm seeing on facebook right uh, about this this meme that people like that it, it's not resonating with me okay the idea of the meme is that there's a winner and a loser mm. and the meme is god wins oh so on some level, I, I was like, well, okay, wh like, what does that mean? But the people who are sharing the meme are basically saying there's all these bad, evil people in the world. They're doing all these terrible things. There are, you know, alien o overlords or human or whatever, right? But in the end, God wins, right? God wins over. So that that's the energy that I'm feeling you know from some of the folks and, the, and some of those are you know friends of mine it's not like you know they're, they're, they're just strangers but there was something about that that doesn't feel right to me personally so i'm just curious uh how would that fit into the whole immortality consciousness and you know that whole we come from this hologram of the one like like yeah. in your personal perception perception right okay so the let's see here all right well, this is this is this is a good question. So first of all, we have to we can start with God. It's like what 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 are they talking about, right? It's like what when on Facebook, in the Bible, in some other book, 
a conversation on the street with somebody, people say this word, God, it's written, God. And so there's, that's where we have to start is what it, what is that for that person? And for most of us, it is the light, right? It, it is, it is the, the thing that feels good, the bright, shiny thing, the thing that's, that's positive, you know, that, that always gives, you know, in some traditions, it, it can be angry or whatever we personify it, but let's don't talk about that right now. Let's just say what, if, if this thing they're calling God always wins, it appears that this is the good thing, you know, there's always good, always prevails over evil. Right. And so there's that. And then there's the end. What in the world is the end? <laughs> you know, it's like what, so, so that infiniteness of what God actually is has no end. And we are as God, we are of God. So then that's where mentality consciousness comes into play. We have no end. So that's a perception that we're working with when we say God always wins in the end. I have to create this thought form in my mind that there is a beginning of this thing that I'm talking about and that there is an end of this thing that I'm talking about. And so that's personal. That's not universal. You know, because I have to be the one who chooses what the end is. Or at least accept somebody else's idea of what the end is. So we could look at it like, let's talk about criminality, for instance. So there's there's this guy who who commits a crime and now he's going to go to jail. He gets caught, goes to jail. And now is that the end that he went to jail? You know, for some people it is. It's not for him. <laughs> you know, he's He's got to go through this process still. So so who's winning? you know, where it's right. got in that, you know? Right. Right. And so, well, and, and just to be fair, m- most of the time it's, it, it's God wins, but, uh, and that's it. But, but I'm adding in the, in the end, because that's the energy uh, that I get from well, the people posting yeah. it. It's like, yeah, all these bad things are happening over and over. And then the next thing, the next thing, next thing, bad thing, but God wins. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> so, they're, so they're right. So it's there like, is so a the bad, finiteness so- to it. So I so what I would hope for is that people would come to a conclusion that I am God. I am the God that I'm that they're that I'm yes. talking about. Yeah. Right. So so I'm going to be the one who knows if I have achieved or if I have received or if I have understood or if I have changed. And then I can mark that, <laughs> you know, I can mm-hmm. say, okay, that's the end. You know, I just learned mm-hmm. something from this experience. That's the end of this experience for me and my own conscious perception of this moment and this thing. Right. As and, opposed to some white guy in a beard up here right. on a cloud winning because there's right. some war being waged here down on earth. And, and, and this guy has emotions <laughs> and, you know, and all this stuff. And he cares about if, if th- this person does this or this person does that, you know, it's like, that's not real, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, it's like it, they say that we are in the likeness of God, but it seems to me sometimes it's the other way around that we've created, you know, yes. most of our perceptions that God is in the likeness of us. Because I, I didn't really understand growing up how this thing that I was told to believe in, which I really did, I was very religious <laughs> when I was younger, um, and uh, didn't become unreligious until my boyfriend and 
university told me all the terrible things that Christian crusades did that I didn't know about. And then I was totally like, you know, like shocked and became an atheist. So I, I really did think that everything that I was told was absolutely true and that the God was outside of myself. And I was to pray to this being or this, this, you know, bigger than life person, you know, to, to help me out. And it was like a prayer of supplication and like, please help me, please, you know, like that kind of thing. I never thought about me being God. In fact, my, my mom would even say, thank, she, she's hilarious. She's like, thank God that we are not the gods. They have so much work to do. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. funny. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is, there is, so that idea, right, of that word gets a lot of people it just, it just doesn't, a lot of people don't like to say it, right? Yeah. Um, it, there's a perception around it because of Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, but that's the, that's Christianity. That's not God, right? Okay. So, okay. so there's this idea that is purported by the Christian perspective, like what you're saying, that there is this key you know, out there and that we need to be concerned about what we're doing based on his desires, mm -hmm. based on what he wants us to do. If right. we don't do what he wants us to do, then we're bad, you know, all of that stuff. Right. So, so that's out there and that's a big deal. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> you know, so then there's another way we could say there's different words, right? Source, creator, mm -hmm. Um, all that is infinite, um, infinite yeah. you know, all these, there's other words we could say this and it's the same. So all of that resonates. I also love uh, Hawkins, David R. Hawkins. Uh, he wrote a book called Power Versus Force and he mm -hmm. has the map of consciousness, right? And so I love how he uh, helps us to understand the reality, the truth is one of the things that he talks that he does, you know, he has the map of consciousness. And so he, he calibrates these words that I'm saying, all that is infinity, God, creator, source, they all calibrate at a thousand. They all are the same, you know? So it's, so what does that mean? Well, it's an idea within consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's what is it within consciousness? So it doesn't matter what we necessarily call it or how we try to personify it. You know, it doesn't respond to that. <laughs> you know, it's, it. It's it's infinite. It's beyond that. And so if we're going to be connected with it, then we have to shut up. You know, mm. we, we have to close our self, this ego, this thinking, this this I know all of that part of ourselves has to let go. It has to be released so that we can be in that space of infiniteness and nothingness all at once. Mm. And so when you can drop your preferences, as some like to say, and you let go of the good and the bad and the right and the wrong, and you just be, then you'll know that and you'll be able to be there in that moment. But then in that moment, you still will realize I have this physical body. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm still here, you know. <laughs> so, so then it's like, okay, well, now what is your choice? You know, what do you, mm. from that space, what do you choose? Yes. Well, and that's exactly been my experience over the last several years is that um, the beingness, and my first 
you know, one of my first spiritual teachers said to me, I was very, very smart. Uh, I didn't get it at the time, but as you know, I'm a big doer, right? Love doing things. Very, you know, love and doing you, this, you loving doing that. Done. Yeah, you yeah I do done. get things done, right? <laughs> and I'm one of those folks. So uh, type A, as they used to say. And, um, and she was very kind and said it in a way where I didn't get defensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says, you know, Karen, um, what you'll realize is it's not so much what it is that you do, but who you are as a being as you're doing what you're doing. That makes the biggest difference. And that's how you're going to change the world. And I was like, it really sat with me. That's not exactly what she said, but that, you know, more or less par- paraphrases it. So it's my beingness that heals the world, not my doing all this stuff for people. Huh? You know, but now it's like, oh, that totally makes sense to me now. Because as I'm being, and then that stillness that you're talking about, connecting to that infinite nothing, you know, all at the same time, um, that that's when the miracles tend to show up, or at least in the in the three D physical world that I'm observing. Yeah, Yeah, that that was like, whoa, that's a synchronicity. This person showed up. This opportunity showed up, and this connected with this and this. It's like, whoa, this is fun, guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So life can be fun. And let's talk a little bit about challenges. Okay. Challenges. I know you, you kind of delved a little bit into that, but let's go deeper into it because, you know, sometimes people have that sense of, okay, Terrence Lamont, Dr. Karen, I'm meditating, you know, I'm working on my vibration, I'm feeling more peace. Well, how come this bad thing happened? Right. How come my car broke down? How come I lost my job? How come my dog got sick? Is it my fault? Like, what is what am I doing wrong? So the common, you know, the common question is, what am I doing wrong and how can I do it better? So I'd love your take on how to answer that. That's awesome. So it's the fix it. That's what I hear is, you know, (laughs) yeah, how do I fix it? You know, it's like, well, what are you going to (laughs) fix? You know, what are we trying to fix here? Are we are we trying to change reality? You know, is that is uh, <laughs> obviously it's like I do not prefer this current reality. Right. <laughs> I'm doing my best to like have not have pain, and why do I have pain? Right, that's the right. underlying question. <laughs> it is like, well, it's because you're here. You know, it's it's like this. How long has this been going on? You know, did the dinosaurs not feel pain? You know, I mean, every everything that has ever entered into this physical reality came into this physical reality with the same basic parameters mm, you know parameters we, i like that yeah we have we have these certain box that we're in because we chose to come here and be in these physical bodies the soul is present but the soul is not the body so the soul is it's if there's a difference right there's that projection we're a projection of our higher self our soul our spirit our godness you know, we're a projection of that. So in this more dense reality, people are, see, when we start learning, people, what, they're, what, what the people you're saying, what they're talking about is, oh, my perception is moving out of this physical world. And in, the, and in that place, oh, things are so wonderful and, and it's easy and it feels good over here. You know, I can easy and grace, we call it. <laughs> yeah. I can talk to my, to my guides and I can have all this, you know, this is, this is cool. I can meditate, you know, and it's like, Oh, I feel good. Right. Everything like, happens okay. for me. And we yeah. expect that to mean like, there are no problems. There are no problems, but no, that's not where this is. This physical 
you can break your arm. <laughs> you know, you can, <laughs> you can get sick here, and that's good. That's actually a positive, you know, that your dog can get sick actually or die because you can then build from that. You can Ooh. learn from that, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm so, having that French Fresh Prince part where he says, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> the moments that we have uh, understanding is why we're here. We're here for that's So some people like to just call it learning. So what? So why is my body? Why does it exist? This is not all that is. This is, but I my attention is here. So why is my attention here? It's here so there can be a cycle of this happens, whatever this is. I can observe this, and then I can make decisions based on what I'm observing, and I can see how my creation then works. There is the infiniteness that we're talking about, the God that doesn't learn it doesn't you know do things in the similar way that we do here so there is that kind of split attention that is occurring as we are on the planet and in that splitness and that secondary viewpoint you know that we that we're looking at ourselves from there's a learning opportunity here so the things that happen whether we like them or we don't we can learn from them we gain something as a soul so that we get to the point where we now remember and understand that we are the same stuff as God. Mm. Jesus said, greater works than these, so shall you do. Right. Be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect. You know, so he's, he was trying to teach us. He was trying to show us that there are these little nuances that are happening. These little things that we call problems or challenges or whatever we want to call them. Can we reverse that energy? Can they be opportunities? Can they be learning experiences? So it's like, how do you move? If you can move your attention just a little bit, then you can see that. Mm-hmm. Yes, we cry. Yes, we feel pain. You know, all of that is true. But is it really bad? Is how we have to think about it. Why is it bad? Who said it's bad? Who, who labeled who it that it way, right? Who labeled it that way? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that that's uh, well, I, I used to be, you know, I grew up you know, with that uh, belief that um, if I did everything right, if I did everything I was told to do, if I was compliant, then I would have a beautiful, happy life because I wouldn't make any mistakes. And, um, and I think to this day, I think my, you know, um, my, my mom and and her and I are super, super close. I think she still has some of that belief, but it hasn't borne out in reality, (laughs) you know, in, in, in the life that I observe anyway. And what I realized is I was so afraid of mistakes, of making mistakes. I couldn't be joyful. I couldn't be happy. I was just always worried I was going to screw up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and and every every moment was that you talked about fear earlier. Every moment was about avoiding yes. getting in trouble or avoiding making a mistake. And I couldn't really live and enjoy my life because it was always about doing the right thing. And and I think some people get into anxiety because of that. That's that's the very first that's the first step, right? When you when you start you're told that you start trying to do that over and over again, and you notice it's not working. Then anxiety that's the first thing that shows up. And and you're and then that leads you into the medicine, right? <laughs> so, 
you know, n- not the, the medicine of the elements, like what we talk about, but the medicine of science, right? So, it, you know, now, oh, we're going to change your mood. We're going to fix you, you know? And it's like, no, this is, uh, this is important, you know, that I have this experience so I can go deeper and get clear about this. Mm. And, and you can keep going through those experiences, those pains, suffering, and you can learn. This is the immortality piece, the immortality consciousness. You keep going through those experiences and you keep realizing over and over again, I made it. <laughs> you know, look at me. You know, ah. I'm still I'm still here. You know, I can. I, how am I still here? If this was so bad, why didn't I disintegrate? You know, what, you know, it's like, what am I still doing here? And it's like, oh, because you still have something to build. You still have mm. something to create. So you take that pain and you create. You, I had a friend. Somebody, like walked, somebody walked by my building the other a couple of weeks ago and she said she was just talking about how she like some. I was with another friend and we both were talking to her and we just met her. Some one of us somehow the phrase, how are you doing came up? Right. Something like that. So we're talking about how we're doing. And, and she said, you know what? I have made it through 100% of my bad days. And I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You know, so Mm -hmm. am I. Yeah. I think I'm doing pretty damn good, you know, because I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I wonder whether, I don't know how how that uh, even got uh, conditioned, that that phrase got conditioned within us. How are you doing it's funny because in Australia, they say, how are you going? Oh. And in North America, we usually answer incorrectly. We say, well, by car, how are you going? Right. <laughs> right? Like, they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, North American talk. Okay. How are you doing? Right. So, but, right. but more accurately, uh, not well, maybe not accurate is the right word, but would be how are you being? Yes. That's the, that's <laughs> the landing. That's the landing point, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah how, and I like to look at it like we say human being. I like yeah. to to play with that and say um, a soul being human on Earth, hmm. and so yeah, then that's sir. a whole playing playing the role of a human on Earth. playing the role of a human on this earthly plane. Yeah, you know what is that yeah. like? Okay, you're just putting on your your outfit. Then you know you're just putting mm-hmm. on your your you know your creative uh moment is is happening right now this is this is this is your moment you know i'm ready for my close-up mr deville you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay here we go action you know (laughs) right and we and it's more like improv right so we get to choose in every moment of every day how we respond and maybe we don't have full individuated control of our whole environment like you know bruce almighty but (laughs) but we get to choose how we respond which then the universe seems to respond to our response to create the the outer whatever 3d uh, material world that we get to interact with experience right yeah the one within the many, you know, we're all co-creating this world together. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I know some people uh, want to know about the um, your thoughts of this whole law of attraction. It was very popular with The Secret. I was a big, you know, fan of it. Uh, and um, <clears throat> it wasn't so easy as what they said in the movie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I was like, I have a negative thought. Oh, no. 
oh no, are my negative thoughts more than my positive thoughts? That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> you know? So I get into that judgment and that worry and all that kind of stuff yeah. and doing my best to change my thoughts. So give me your Terrence Lamont take on the whole law of attraction. Is it real? Is it not real? How does it apply here to immortality consciousness? Sure. So it's a universal law. So it's absolutely real. And there's other universal laws, right? There's, it's not, there's not just the law of attraction. There's one universal law, speaking of Jesus, that he gave us in words, which is seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all else will be added unto you. And so that means that you seek first the highest, your highest state, the best that you understand, the good that you know of, you reach for that. And that is heaven for you. And then that's when you start to receive the other things that you need. And so the law of attraction is embedded in that law, mm. whereas the things come to you rather than they just dissipate and fly away. No, they come to your attention so you can see them. So that's how the law of attraction works. So what are you seeking becomes the reality and not what are you putting on your uh, vision board? <laughs> you know, it's it's what are you actually really in depthly, deeply within the soul, within the deepest part of yourself? What are you actually seeking? Oh, that's that's what's coming back. Mm, mm, mm. So you might be doing it wrong in, in general, you know, if you don't know what you actually want, if you don't know what you're actually reaching and seeking. Well, some people will say, well, I'm seeking the the job promotion. Yes. Right. And then get, that, no, I keep getting fired. I yeah. keep having this problem or this problem. I can't advance. My boss doesn't like me. But all this, all the stuff. Right. Well, that's because you're not actually wanting the job advancement. That's mm. not really what you want. Uh -huh. and, you're, and you're but you don't know. You just you're just going through the motions. You're doing what yeah. they told you. We think right? that that's going to give us whatever it is that we haven't labeled yeah. what we want yet. So we think so we want to, the job promotion. Yeah. So you have to go deeper, deeper and understand your real self. So I'll tell you a story about the secret and a lot of my own personal experience this is how I learned this because I had an experience. And this is where everything is, is an experience is in what is your personal work? What are you what's happening for you? What are you actually experiencing? That's how you know. It's not by reading the books. It's not by oh, following. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's by your real. This is me. This is what happened. This is you know. This is what I know because I because it happened. <laughs> you know, your eyes. Right. This is what's <laughs> so there's I'm gonna bunch of plugs here. So you you already said the secret, right? So the secret came out. I believe it was 2006, Six. possibly. Yes. Yes. So. I had watched it a couple of times. I didn't quite understand it. Like you're saying, I was like, what is then? Yeah, whatever, you know? And then I hooked up with this organization, this company called Primerica. And I, I have to, to say this, I've said a couple of different other things, names and stuff. Primerica is an, an incredible opportunity. It is a wonderful business model. It's very powerful. Mm. I, I, I believe in what it is doing and what it can do for people 100%. It wasn't for me, so I'm no longer engaged, right? But I learned so much from being engaged. And so one day, this is before I even found the School of Metaphysics, I'm sitting in a training for this. This is about insurance, about helping people, about making money. So we're watching The Secret. We got a Oh, in class? In, in, this, in this class meeting. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Saturday morning. 
we're we're in here the Saturday morning. We're watching The Secret. And I'm starting to get in that same flow, that same rhythm of what is this? I don't I, you know, it's like, okay, I hear what they're saying. Great stories, you know, whatever. But what really is this? And in that moment, I hear in that moment of release and surrender to not be indoctrinated, to not just do whatever I'm being told. I went into this emptiness space, this kind of freedom space. And in that space, my a guide told me to leave. Mm-hmm. An inner level being said, leave. Didn't give me any basic you know, direction, really. It was just get out of here. And I heard that. And this was one of the first times I can ever really say that I heard something so clearly. And I heard it and I was just like, but I, and I looked behind me, like immediately I was like, <laughs> it's like there's somebody messing with me, you know, what's going on, you know? And then I went back to watching the movie and I heard it again and it was louder and it was more abrupt. Leave now. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I got my stuff and, and you know, and just got up and, and left. You know, right in the middle of the meeting, right in the middle of watching the movie, everything, you know, I just left. Wow. And I had and I had been dedicated to being in that meeting. We had this meeting every Saturday, right? Yeah. I was dedicated to be there because I knew the value and the power and the opportunity, everything, right? But I listened and I hmm. got up and I left. And I so second plug, you know, I go across the street to a borders that was when those were still prominent kind of everywhere right and i would always go to this borders because i could go in there and i could read my it was my library right i would go and i would read these books and just hang out drink coffee and not pay for anything (laughs) (laughs) you know i would just look for stuff and just relax and you know and and so i was familiar with this place so I figured that's what I'm going to go do. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to go do my thing, right? And I go over there, and on the they had a glass door. On the glass door, there's a flyer for the School of Metaphysics for Dr. Laurel Clark doing a lecture in about an hour called The Law of Attraction and Other Secrets of Visualization. Hmm. And I was blown away. I was like, what is happening? You know, like I was, I was just over here with the law of attraction, and now I'm over here with the less like. It's like, why did they tell me to leave? Who I didn't? I was just, my mind was blown. Right, I had no idea what was going on, but I just, I had, I said, listen to your guide, do do what they said, just do it. And so I go into the borders, I turn around, and I see them over here. The school of metaphysics people are kind of getting ready for the lecture in the in the coffee shop area. And I'm like, okay, this is really happening. You know, they're here. So I'm here. And so I go upstairs. This it was a pretty big border. So I had an upstairs. I go up there and I do my thing because that's where the metaphysical section was. <laughs> you know, so I go up there and read some self-help books and stuff for like an hour. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go down here. I mean, I got to leave. That's the only door to leave out of, <laughs> you know. So whether I was going to go over there or not, I had to at least walk by them. You know, so I said, okay. I came down and I just I I was guided to just go ahead and go sit down and listen to this lecture. And so this teacher and she was the president of the school at that time. She's talking about the law of attraction in her book, you know, that she wrote. You know, it's a great book. And her aura was so big 
and bright. And I just couldn't stop listening to her. I followed every word. I heard everything she said. I was like, this is the law. Okay, now I understand. I was just seeking, right? What what mm. what what was I seeking? Right. Mm. I wanted I'm looking at the secret and I'm not understanding the secret. So what do I want? I want to understand the secret. And the secret movie's not doing such a great job of helping me understand it. I know it's real, I know it exists, but I'm not really understanding it. Gotcha. And so I go over here and I find a teacher. Wow. To explain wow. it to me. You know, and it was right. So amazing. And so I'm like, wow. So people actually know how to do this. People actually care enough to spend an hour talking about this. She wrote a book, you know, to help people. She's this. This is important to her. She understands this. And so that drew me into the school of metaphysics after seeing somebody who could teach and who wanted to give. And I bought the book everything you know so i was like okay this is what i wanted what i wanted was the deep understanding i didn't want to be entertained you know i didn't want to watch right. a movie, yeah because right? it was kind of surface right we found yeah, out later right. and but i mean yeah. it is entertaining for sure and it, and it did awake a lot of people to the the possibilities but then you were like desiring to go deeper to really get it to understand it and to actually utilize it practically in your life so the universal properties of things that exist showed up in my life yeah, to give yeah. me that opportunity. Yeah, that is cool. And and speaking of opportunity, uh, if people want to connect with you, I know you have this uh, cool YouTube channel. So people connect yes. with you. Uh, can you share with us the name of your YouTube channel? Yeah, it is called We Are Valuable Media. So it's gone through several incarnations. I've had other people who I've worked with um, since 2011, actually. Um, I've stuck with this idea of creating media that is valuable for people that mm. really does what I'm talking about, that helps us to go deeper, helps us to more fully understand ourselves. And what is that? Well, sometimes I can I tap in, you know, to that universal consciousness, to that understanding, that deep rooted sense of connection with ascended masters, Buddha, Jesus, um, you know, Lao Tzu, you know, I, I, I sometimes I can get in contact with them and I can connect with them. Some people like to call it channeling. I don't really call it channeling, but I can speak through that connection and I can share. So that's one way that I use We Are Valuable Media. And another way is I start talking about my lock journey. Like, I, you know, I had a, a strong um, thought process, like you were saying, when I was young that my hair had to look a certain way. I believed that my hair had to look a certain way. <laughs> you know, it had to be fairly short and cut in a certain way. I had to go to the barber and spend, you know, however much money it has been over the last 40 years, you know, t- 5, 10, 15, 20 to $30, whatever it is, I got to pay this and I got to get this guy who knows what he's doing to cut my hair with these clippers. And that's the only way I can be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that for a long time. And, but then as my consciousness started to shift and become more homogenous, I started to understand that I could do many different things with my hair. <laughs> you know, so, so that's something that I made a video about, posted about. And uh, I have also Facebook. There's some Facebook uh, pages out there called We Are Valuable Media. Okay. So I, yeah. So people can connect with me on both of those. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, link those um, with with the podcast so people can find you. That's great. Now, 
Terrence Lamont, before we go, I would love for you to share maybe your personal way of how does one connect to that infinite and nothingness, you know, that still point. How, how, how is it that you get there? That's a really good question. Yeah. So one of the ways that I um, have been doing it is really it's it's the simplest way possible is through what I was saying earlier. And I have never said this before, but I like it. It's funny through just shutting up, you know, through, <laughs> through just sitting down and being quiet. And we like to call that meditation. Right. There's one, you know, you can breathe with it. You can get yourself to a state of relaxation through breathing and then just be quiet. And you can hear the truth. Mm. But you may, if some people will tell you, just like the law of attraction, oh, it doesn't work. Meditation doesn't work. I sit down and I have all these thoughts and, and mm-hmm. I can't stop my mind from going, you know. And it's like, guess what? It's not the point to stop anything, to stop the thoughts. Mm. It's just for you to stop. So as you sit and relax, the thoughts, your mind is not going to stop. Your mind doesn't shut down and not exist. (laughs) You you still have a mind. (laughs) So you're going to have the thoughts. So then you just allow. Mm. And as you continue to allow and just be present, just keep breathing, then the truth will show up. What you need from the inward silence will show up in the silence. You will hear it. You will see it. You will know it. So you just keep doing that consistently and you will get to that point. Mm, Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I've always noticed that that when the guidance comes in now, you know, in your one case where they said leave now, that's pretty loud. Um, my, mine tends to be very subtle uh, if it's going to be uh, something like that um, and very nonchalant, very no attachment, just kind of a, a thing, you know, yeah. like sometimes people think that their intuitive guidance is like, you got to do this now or else. And I'm like, I don't think that's your intuition. <laughs> Well, they're missing in that case. They're they're missing it. You know, they're not they're because of the what I'm saying about the silence. It's like, how do we be silent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is definitely um, the key. The key. I have my way. You know, I teach stillness through observing internal movement, and because my mind is like, you know, uh, I notice that I as long as I get into the body. Mm-hmm. that that's that it. helps me a lot like if i just other, feel yes. my body then my mind just goes oh what do you want me to do okay i'm feeling all right what am yep. i feeling and it just that's... gets so busy doing that that it doesn't have time to do anything it doesn't have time to think. yeah yeah that's my little <laughs> trick that's my little trick that's another yeah. wonderful way yeah get into the senses right you know just yeah. feel into whatever is actually occurring out in the in the in the world yeah well, and actually, the silence one I, you know, really enjoy too because we're, uh, I'm experimenting with um, how to teach. I, I call it Stillness 360, but uh, this particular one is is uh, is being aware of the sounds around me uh, in all of its totality. So behind me, in front of me, to the sides. So I'm outside in my little pyramid, sitting down, and so I'm hearing a bird here, and then I hear the wind over here. And then I hear the UPS truck over here, you know, like, and it's just this amalgamation of 
these sounds as my uh, attention is 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 trying to take it all in simultaneously. Because before, if I'm doing something focused, like I'm reading or my cell phone, I don't know there's any sound. Like I'm totally ignoring what's there, right? But if I'm like just focused on everything in the peripheral, it's like that's another doorway to stillness. The body is one of my doorways, and so now I'm experimenting with the clear audience, if you will. Um, it seems like you're very clear audience. So the, the hearing as, as the other, um, yes. and it gets me seemingly to the same place. So that's, it's kind of neat. I love these experiments. It's so fun. I, it's fun, right? It's just, and that's, that's the other part is have fun. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I was just going to say with your, your takeaway, you know, another takeaway that this is it, you know, it's like, enjoy your lives. It's like, I tend to be so serious, but, uh, as you can see, folks, we, we laugh a lot, Terrence Lamont and I. <laughs> we do. <laughs> We're together. So. Yeah. Oh, man. This is great. Well, Terrence Lamont, thank you so much for, for being here today. Uh, I had such a great time chatting with you and talking about immortality, consciousness, and all sorts of other things. And um, so we are Valuable Media on YouTube and also on Facebook is where people can connect to you. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's been wonderful being in the sacred economy movement with you. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's just, just really great. Just the growth and just the, yeah, totally feel blessed. So um, I want to thank you, Terrence Ma, for being here today and spending your time with us. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Dr. Karen. It was mm. wonderful. Yeah, my pleasure. Love to do it again. Definitely love to do it again. And then everyone who's listening in or watching, please, uh, you know, make sure that you check Terrence's links out here. And then if you're not in my community, the light medicine community, we also invite you there for free just to connect in a heart based way to like-minded souls or with like-minded souls. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you on the next light warrior radio episode. Bye for now. Big love everyone. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.